bindings, like all of that shit, like all of that is fucking caked on top. And what we're ultimately doing when we're up leveling and when we're moving into our higher selves and ascending, all you're really doing is getting that off and like shedding that. And like, so think about all the time in ceremonies and whatever, we're like, like get it off. And that's ultimately what you're doing. You have your higher self within you. All you have to do is dig and get the shit off and you'll find it. It's easy. It takes a while, but it's easy. Yo, so like how I don't know if you noticed this before. No, you can you can keep it like okay. yeah, yeah. Um so like it's already recording. We're live right now. Mm-hmm. Um I always like to just fucking talk and then be like Here we are. <laughs> Here we are. Welcome back guys to the happiness frequency. I am Danny and today, as always, we only bring on cool people. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> everyone everyone is cool and everyone is beautiful, mm. but um we always bring on super interesting people, and I want to thank everybody right now. Dude, whether it's the morning, whether it's the afternoon, whether it's like two in the morning and you can't fucking sleep, we're here with you, mm. and we're going to be speaking our minds, talking about spirituality, talking about a little bit about your India trip that I want to know about for show <laughs> that you had told me like just very little bit about, but... um super 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 excited to hear about that (laughs) so thank you guys for tuning in i hope you guys enjoy stay tuned relax grab your popcorn your kombucha (laughs) or your coffee and yeah um awesome so what's real quick i always like to like for people to like have your instagram so like while like people are like listening to the podcast i mean obviously if you're driving don't fucking do this but if they're at home or they're like studying or at the gym um i I give them their instagram so while we're talking they can go through your feed look (laughs) at your pictures kind of like get to know you and then listen to your voice cool cool so yeah if you want to like plug in your your instagram yeah Uh, my instagram is buddha nature so um my name is natalie so the way i have it is buddha period nat period U-R-E. So Buddha Nature all together. Um, and then I also have a Facebook page called Buddha Nature that you can hop on. But yeah, that's it. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, guys. And just so you know, um, dude, you can actually like see the frequencies. Look how crazy that is. Oh, that's tight. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's, Bu- it's Buddha.nature. Buddha.nat.U-R-E. Like Natalie, you know, oh, okay, 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 okay. <laughs> I got you, I got you. So, basically, kind of walk me through how your whole, like, spiritual journey, like, started. Like, <laughs> how this all started, okay. like, were you always spiritual, <laughs> were you, like, completely different, like, how did this all, like, oh, come cool. about? So, I'm about to say fortunately, and I did not used to see it this way, but fortunately, I grew up in a Christian home, um... And the cool thing about my family's spiritual journey as a whole is that when I was born, I was born in Connecticut and we were in... No this- fucking way. Yeah. I was born in Connecticut. Are you lying to me? <laughs> I oh my God. never meet anyone from yeah. Connecticut. In the past like few weeks, I've met like three people. Yeah. Where in Connecticut? I was born in... Fuck. Is it Stanford? Stanford? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stanford. Yeah, Stanford. Yeah. That's... Tight. Okay. Cool. Cool. <laughs> <We> <laughs> okay. Um, 
yeah, so the church that my family was going to at the time was, like, fucking crazy. Like, I don't even need to go into details, but basically, like, controlling, like, like, the horror stories you hear about church, like, it's this place, you know? And so I was really young when we moved to Florida because my parents were finally like, this is fucking nuts and we're being controlled and we need to get out. So like literally in the middle of the night, like packed up their three kids, packed up their lives and moved down to Florida because my grandparents were here. Um, And then just like slowly we, you know, our spirituality started to evolve. We stayed in Christianity for a while, but just like slowly becoming more open and more free. You know, I remember having those really strict mindsets as a kid like homophobia and like all that crazy shit and I can just see in this timeline just the way that we've opened up and become more accepting um you know I got to a point in my personal spirituality in Christianity where I honestly didn't really agree with a lot of the the doctrine of the religion but I just connected to the Christ consciousness really deeply and I was having these really beautiful, profound experiences, spiritual experiences, you know, supernatural healing and all this stuff. And, you know, this, they were like, well, this is what it is. It's Jesus. And if it's Jesus, then that means you have to follow all these rules. You're a Christian. You know, kind of like that. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm having yeah. these experiences and then someone else puts a box over it. You know, it happens. Um, so, you know, I used to be really bitter about my Christian upbringing. Um, but now I see it as like, that was my introduction to the spirit and I'm really grateful for it. Um, and I, you know, met a lot of beautiful people and got to do a lot of cool service projects and stuff. So I am ultimately grateful for that upbringing. Um, it was 2016. So three years ago now, um, I had worked at a Christian camp and I thought that meant that I was going to be like fucking ultimate Christian over here. But once I got back, it was just like a complete flip. Like, And I don't even know what specifically happened, but I just, like, lost all passion and all, like, just lost all of my belief in Christianity. And it wasn't really anything, like, one specific thing happened. Like, I did have some shitty stuff happen in the church I was going to, um, but that wasn't even ultimately what got me out of there. It was just, like, it was, like, once I got back, for whatever reason, my mind switched and I knew, like, this isn't for you anymore. Um... And so I was depressed for a while because I was like, I committed fucking 19 years to this shit. (laughs) (laughs) And now I don't even know like what I believe and all that. Um, But as time went on and, you know, I was making all these new friends out of the church because unfortunately when you decide that you don't believe in that anymore a lot of your really close friends and people you consider family you know they don't really care to be your friend anymore oh yeah um so i was getting closer with my non-christian friends and you know getting introduced to new groups and over time like i was first a nihilist for a while you know like i was depressed so it was just like oh fuck nothing matters all that um trying to think like where that switch was where i started really dive into just spirituality without any boxes without any constructs and just wanted to experience um I guess looking back it was probably when I started to really dive into yoga because I was just like this is that connection like that connection I was having before it's still here you know it's just it's bigger than what I thought it was so um So from there, I just kept going deeper and going deeper, started 
reading books by the Dalai Lama and started reading different Buddhist books. And it was, it started with mainly Buddhism, like what I wanted to read and what I was interested in. But then it opened up to Taoism and then I got introduced to Ram Dass and Terrence McKenna, you know, like the homies. And, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. And just started to dive into all of that and like try to learn more about science because like before in Christianity, it was like, fuck science. So like actually started to learn science without that like bias over it and realized how magical and how spiritual science is, you know, it's just like they're experiencing reality and then they're like oh we're gonna figure out what everything is and it's wild like the human brain is wild um and so I was just finally finding the beauty in everything and finding quote-unquote God in everything and it was so liberating because I was finally not getting held back anymore and I wasn't in trying to fit in this mold because even when I was in Christianity and, you know, I had a lot of friends and I got along with a lot of people, but I was always an oddball, always kind of a black sheep. They were kind of like, oh, Natalie's got some fucking weird ideas. Natalie doesn't believe in hell or Natalie thinks gay is okay. You know, shit like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I've always been kind of like a weirdo in the Christian church because I didn't really believe what they believed. I just had that connection with Jesus. So I've just been cool. I just felt so open and, um, you know, and then I started hanging out with our little community more, you know, Noah, Michael, Kristen, like, you know, that was kind of the core group at the time. And they just showed me so much love, <laughs> like so much acceptance and love. And honestly, it was different than I'd ever experienced before. You know, when I was in the church, it's like, yeah, we love you. We love you. But you always had to be something or be somebody you had to follow these rules. It was just like this group. It was like doesn't matter who the fuck you are. Doesn't matter who the like what the fuck you do. We love you. Like and we're here for you. And so just from there, just like snowball, fucking listening to lectures, reading books, doing yoga, meditating, and it just kind of took off from there. And now I'm just I'm just exploring as much as I can. I mean, I've learned a lot of. I don't want to say a lot, but I've learned more about Hinduism, and that's really. Um, been a had a big impact on my spirituality too so you know I don't want to follow any one thing I just want to take from everything you know all all the spiritualities all the religions are saying the same fucking thing but they have all of their once again little constructs and everything that's over it and so I think it's really beautiful to not consider yourself one thing to label yourself as one thing and just take from everything and just be open to connect with everything that the universe has for you. So, yeah, I uh, guess yeah. that's where I'm at now. <laughs> um, hold on. Let's, like, move a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Move, yeah like, yeah, a little yeah, bit closer. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, right now. Right down, right down. Um, yo, that's crazy. That is so <laughs> fucking... It's beautiful because, yeah. like, I think a lot of people, like don't realize like how much your childhood like affects your entire fucking life yeah, bro. like when you're and this is like known like in psychology like when you're from the age of like five to like ten your brain is like such a fucking sponge you know mm -hmm. and your parents are like god like <laughs> they're they're your model of god yeah so if your parents fuck you up in a way <laughs> and and your parents are like aggressive or like you were more drawn to your mom or more drawn to your dad. That's going to affect the way you treat people, the way you have relationships, even 
the way that you navigate your sexuality mm-hmm. has to do the, with the w- way that you were raised. Mm-hmm. I, like, totally didn't know this mm-hmm. at all. Imagine being Christian. They don't teach you shit about sexuality. Anything, and know? then you, like, start to have experiences, and you're like, I don't know what the fuck to What's do. going on? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Crazy, <laughs> man. Crazy. Oh, my God. And, um, <laughs> so, like, specifically, specifically, like, yeah, Noah's been on the podcast. Michael's been on the podcast. Like, exactly when when did you guys, like, all link up? Like, how did you guys, um, like, meet so for cool the first time? So, cool thing, um, Michael and I grew up in the same church. So, he was actually a weirdo, like my family. Like, just very open. Um, and a lot of people thought we were just odd. Because, like, you know, I, like during, like, worship, you know, the music and stuff, most people are fucking just like dead face just singing the songs you know and like like we were trying to connect so it's like we would just like dance or just be really free and people were like oh weirdos so yeah I've known Michael for a really really long time um the funny thing actually when it comes to specifically Noah and Kristen is that we were all at the at one point in this very free Christian group for a little bit um we would get together and just play music and sing together and talk and um that was probably some of my fondest memories of like my christian lifestyle was when i got to do that so the cool thing about it is that you know we all actually came together in that environment and then all grew out of it together like michael was pretty much ahead of us like definitely (laughs) um which makes sense but um yeah, we all got to kind of grow out of it together, and it was really special because, once again, you lose a lot of friends when you move on from that, and so when you can, like, have your core people, like, still backing you up and you're going on the same path, it's really, really helpful. Um, so, yeah, it was, like, probably, like, 2015 um, when I actually started to hang out with them a lot more, and then 2016 was when all of us started to kind of um, find our individual paths. And then that community, as you've seen, has just, like, grown so much. It's been so beautiful. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, and, like, like, out of everything that you've learned, if you had to say, like, what's been, like, the biggest, like, awakening that you've had from all of this, like, spirituality, learning about yourself, like, on your journey, what's been, like, the biggest like awakening um man okay I gotta go through some experiences to figure out which one was the most um okay I know it's kind of a cliche answer but like I had this really crazy LSD trip and prior to this I had done a good amount of LSD and I thought I like knew it like (laughs) knew how to handle it knew how to like have a good time with it and all that um And as you know, like, psychedelics are super awakening, um, which is awesome. But this one was actually the scariest one I had experienced, um, where, like, my reality was literally shattered. And I just, like, I first was diving through fears, which is great. (laughs) Oh, God. And a big one is this deep, ingrained fear of the masculine and... Um, you know, most, most women have trauma with the masculine. Um, and so it was something that I had been already working through for years, you know, just trying to 
learn how to trust men again and you know feel comfortable having friendships with men and all that um but when I had this like trip it was like it really showed me that I have this deep rooted fear of men and it was really scary because there was a moment where I was like are men fucking evil like is it an evil entity um but then it like just brought me through this whole thing where it just like showed me how necessary my trauma really was because it was the microcosm of this way bigger scale of trauma that's been um over mother earth as a whole and that I am just this like little vessel of this way bigger thing going on that we as a whole I mean humans in general have just really caused a lot of trauma for mother earth but I think it's a specifically this toxic masculine energy that is aggressive and overbearing and um you know think about like sexual trauma that's that's a fucking like virus it's like a disease that's in this world and not enough people talk about it and not that women don't commit sexual abuse but we know that it's mostly committed by men and once again, I don't even want to blame any one specific man for what they've done. They are just also a part of this microcosm of what's going on on this bigger scale. And so the cool thing about the trip is that it was just showing me that. And it was showing me how necessary my trauma was. Because as I heal through it, then the earth can heal through it. Like that is the point of all of it. And how much, you know, it, it ultimately teaches me. Um, how much any trauma teaches me. Um, and brings me to where I'm at today. So that was like a really huge, huge fear I had to get through. Um, And then I just started to like embody all of these beautiful concepts. Like I felt so like I was like yin yang for a little bit. Like I was yin yang. I had like this really cool mirror experience. I don't know if you've heard like Ram Dass say like everyone's a mirror. And like really like when we're looking at each other, it's like a mirror looking at a mirror like everything and everyone is just a reflection of everything else and so I had this really crazy out-of-body experience like being in this like crazy mirror realm um you know and I, I got to a point where I was just like so deep in like the sauce that like I knew I was in this in-between realm where like it was like the fabric of the universe it was like the place of creation um and then after I like actually, and obviously like, you know, you know, acid trips are really long. So this is definitely a brief summary. Um, but once I was able to kind of like somewhat come back to reality, I was just getting download after download. And like the people that were around me, everything they said was wisdom. Every single word that came out of anyone's mouth was fucking golden wisdom. I watched Bob Ross at the end and that shit was like wild. Like everything Bob Ross said was just like was amazing and he you know he was just showing me like like this is your life like this painting is your life and you can make it whatever you want like it's up to you you're the creator there's no creator over you you are the creator everyone else we are all the creator and so kind of like what we were saying before like life isn't happening to you people aren't doing things to you you're the one creating your life and it's up to you if you're going to be happy if you're going to be sad if you're going to be anxious if you're going to be blissful you know we all go through the motions which is fine but ultimately like we create our reality and it's up to us to either feel like life is just happening to us or we can step into that creator 
and manifest something beautiful. Um, so overall, I would say that was probably my most awakening experience because it was the most fearful I've ever been, but the most breakthrough I've ever had, the most amount of wisdom I've had downloaded in a day. Um, yeah, that's the one <laughs> for sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> do you think, do you think we can, she can like chill outside? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Would that be cool? Cause I know that's going to be super distracting. <laughs> yeah what what's your what was your name again luna 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 yeah yeah there was a there was a a little cat in here and she's just she's going through it (laughs) she's going through it she like she she wanted to be on the podcast (laughs) but we were like no No, like not this time this is more of like an exclusive one so Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um kind of like right now, like just everything that's going on with you, like I feel like a lot of people are going through a lot of things. You know what I mean? Hey, <laughs> and and um and even like myself and stuff like that. Um how do you how do you deal with diversity? How do you deal And I like to ask this question not to everybody, but like, I just think it's interesting because everybody has their own like little, like rituals, like their own little strategies, Mm -hmm. you know? And that's why I love to ask that question because I think there's a lot of power in it, Mm -hmm. you know? What do you usually do like when you experience diversity, when you experience a feeling of sadness or depression, how do you move past that? Mm -hmm. Because I know that right now, to a lot of people listening, they're going through something really hard. Mm-hmm. And like even how we were talking about it before um, when we were eating pizza. Shout out to Mellow Mushroom. Hello. Yo, that pizza was... What was it? What, what pizza was it? It was vegan pizza with veggies on it. Oh amazing. my god. It was amazing. Shout out Mellow Mushroom, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it was so fucking good. Um, but yeah, we were just like talking about like how in a way not to like discriminate like people who are like going through depression and shit like that but it's like if you're gonna be the victim like you're gonna be the victim like you're just gonna sink in your sorrows you know what i mean and it like it sucks because like when you're in a like vibrating lower like in a low vibration um like you're shameful or like just those destructive feelings mm-hmm. you'll stay there as long as you want to stay there, mm-hmm. as hard as that sounds, like it's a hard truth, mm-hmm. you know, but um, at the same time, it's like, dude, you can get the fuck out if mm-hmm. you want to, mm-hmm. like you always have that power, you know, um, but yeah, I just kind of wanted to hear a little bit about like that, like how do you deal with adversity, challenges, mm-hmm. like what's your go-to thing, what helps you kind of like giving people a little bit like of like tips that you do or exercises and stuff like that what can people do if they're like having anxiety or having Mm -hmm. depression or you know having problems with their parents or having problems with their friends or their boyfriend or their girlfriend what do you do in cases like that okay cool so i would say um for people that experience depression at least this is my experience that 
sometimes it's the worst in the morning. Like, you wake up, I mean, I have cool-ass dreams, so, like, sometimes I get out of a dream, and I'm like, fuck, that wasn't real, and this is reality instead, and I have to work, or, you know, whatever, um, and then I don't want to get out of bed and all that, so something for that specifically that's super helpful for me is to get outside, (laughs) get outside, like, even this morning, I knew I had to wake up early, and it was, like, really hard, I had alarms going for, like, an hour, and I was like, fuck, okay, I'm just gonna go outside, I go sit on the porch, and I felt great, like, right away, I grabbed some water, and it was just, like, my mind felt so clear, and I felt so connected, there was, like, a little lizard sitting next to me that was, like, smiling at me, (laughs) what's up, dude, like, and I was like, okay, yeah, it's fucking awesome to be alive, it's, like, this world is awesome, um, so, like, and I don't want to be insensitive to, like, mental illness because, like, you know, I don't want to be like, oh, like, you do this and you'll be fine. But at least for me, dude, like, if I can get outside, I will 99% of the time feel better. Um, so for me, where I'm at right now in my life is that I'm very focused on my mission. And what's been helpful is to get rid of anything that doesn't serve that mission Mm. so and when things don't serve your mission that's where the depression comes in and that's where the anxiety comes in because you know i had the best job i've ever had i was working at an organic cafe dope co-workers customers were almost always awesome (laughs) like my best job ever and i was starting to get anxiety being there and i'm like what the fuck i love this job what's happening but then it was just like, mm, it's not serving you anymore. <laughs> like, and I'm like, damn yeah. it. <laughs> like, and it's just like, you know that if you're spreading your energy all these different ways. At, you know, I used to be a person with like two or three jobs, you know. And so it's just like you're spreading your energy all over the place with your jobs. And then you try to keep up with social life. And you try to get some sleep and everything. Like, when do you actually have time for your mission? And I was like, damn, like, I don't. <laughs> like, and yourself. Exactly. Exactly. Taking care of yourself. And so I was like, all right, doesn't serve me, quit my job. And so that's a big thing is just like evaluating what you're doing, what you're spending your time and energy on. And if it's not serving you and it's not complicated, you know, when it's serving you and when it's not, don't try to beat around the bush about shit. Like, you know, when it's not serving you, get rid of it, get out of that environment, cut that cord with that person move I don't give a fuck like whatever it is just do it dude um like you don't have time to waste doing shit that's not even good for you um so just really focusing on my mission like you said taking care of myself um yesterday I wanted to go to Kava and I knew I was gonna see all the homies but it was like you gotta stay in because you gotta catch up on your sleep and you gotta rest I was like okay and I did it and I felt a lot better this morning because of it so just focusing on what you need. Um, and when it comes to um, adversity with other people, I would definitely say Hapona Ono is really helpful, which is um, a meditation. And I mean, you don't even have to meditate and do it. You can do it driving. You can do it whenever. And just saying, thank you. I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. You know, even if that person is pissing you the fuck off, like... Just take a moment, like ground and center, visualize them in front of you, and just say those words as much as you need to until you're feeling better about the situation. Um, say it one more time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like people can like 
Yeah. Kind of like lock it in there. Yeah. They can like rewind. For sure. Thank you. I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Because um, in any situation, there's never just one, one wrong person. You know, there, you always have a part. You always have a fault in what's going on. And so just being able to like surrender the need to be right um, and just like making that peace inside of yourself with that situation will ultimately bring peace to the situation. I mean, really in anything that you do, any change that you want, it's not going to happen unless you make that same change within yourself. So if you're looking at the world and you're like, fuck, I'm so pissed about like like animal product industry, you know, you can just be like, okay, well, I can't change every, everyone else, but if that doesn't align with me, then I'll be fucking vegan. And I'm not trying to even like promote veganism. It's just like an example. Um, you know, like if you're pissed about plastic, like, yeah, you can't save the world, but you can make the decisions in your own life, you know? So just like Making the changes within you does so much more than trying to change other people or trying to change your outer, outer circumstances. Because um, with my experience, anytime I surrender my need to, or my want to like control a situation, control a person or whatever, when I can surrender that and then make the change within me, I see it, the change happen, like in that person or in that situation. And I'm like, wow, I didn't even actually have to do anything or say anything to that person. I just had to change myself. That's what all of it comes down to is just self-reflection um, and self-growth. Um, and then all of our all of our spiritual practices have really helped me. So um, doing rape, which is um, a shamanic tobacco um, a plant medicine, it's an energy cleanse, dude. <laughs> and like I try to do that two or three times a week. I want to get to a point where I'm doing it every day. Um, and that's been awesome. So just like plant medicine, um, obviously meditation, yoga, classics. Um, and then a big thing for me is once again, like my mission. So like I have a handful of services that I do and when I'm actually spending my time every day doing those things. Um, so, you know, that includes energy healing, that includes tarot reading, um, teaching people, um, meditation, breath work, um, yoga and all that, like just following my mission feels great. <laughs> like doesn't even, it's just easy. Like it feels great. Um, cause it's natural. It's natural. It's what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, and I'm not going to resist that. Uh, and yeah, breath work, breath work is huge. If you have anxiety, dude, dude. Okay. Here's just some like basic science about anxiety is that if you're feeling anxious, you're probably breathing through your chest and you're pro- probably breathing very shallow and very quickly. And that causes your heart to beat faster. So even if you don't even have anything you're anxious about, you can feel anxious because of the way you're breathing and the way that it affects your body. You know, as above, so below. Our bodies are complete manifestations of what's going on with us mentally and spiritually. Um, so... I mean, I have multiple breathwork techniques, um, for sure, but, like, just a big, easy one is just really focusing on deep, slow breathing. So, um, a really easy technique for anyone that deals with anxiety, what you can do is, you know, find a place where you can sit down and you can be quiet and, um, not have any distractions, 
And then start to breathe with your diaphragm. And if you don't know where your diaphragm is, it's um, this muscle underneath your lungs. And when you breathe in, your stomach is going to extend outward and the diaphragm is going to push the organs below it down. So then it creates space in your lower lungs to fill with oxygen. A lot of times we're just breathing through our chest and it's shallow and you're not even making the space in your lungs to fill with oxygen. So first, just focusing on the diaphragm making that space in your lower lungs, creating that foundation. And then when you start inhaling, you can focus on the diaphragms and bring it up to your chest. So breathing with the diaphragm, chest. And then when you exhale, you relax your chest, you relax your diaphragm. So focusing on those two things. And then once you're feeling good with that, you bring it even further. You inhale, you start with the diaphragm, you expand the chest, and then you lift your shoulders and your clavicle. So now you're making room for all of your lungs to fill with oxygen. And then when you exhale, you can relax your shoulders, you can relax your chest, you can relax your diaphragm. So hopefully that wasn't too complicated, um, but that alone will really help with anxiety because when you're just filling your body with the oxygen that it actually needs, first, more oxygen is going through your um, bloodstream. So that's just like relaxing your entire body. And then you're sending more oxygen to your brain which will help you really get more clarity of mind. You know, we get really cloudy easily. And so just bringing more oxygen into your body, which sounds so simple, like it does fucking wonders for anxiety. And I can tell you that for sure because I used to have a major anxiety disorder and it's like fucking healed now. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a good enough answer. I don't want to go yeah. too long Hell with yeah. tangents. No, 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 that's perfect. <laughs> that's perfect. Um... Yeah, I think it's super important. Like just like the little the little um the little rituals, like the little things mm-hmm. that you do every day make up your life. You know? And it's like I love this uh I, I've mentioned him before I think on the podcast, but um this guy named Aubrey Marcus and mm-hmm. he talks about just like when you own your day, like a perfect day, like where you do meditation, you do yoga, you do breath work, you do rape, you see some homies. Mm-hmm. Um, That's big. Community. You get like a workout. You know what I mean? You do You hit all those those areas of life in one day. And then imagine that perfect day and then repeat that like 27,000 times. <laughs> that that's You can make that your life. Mm-hmm. And it starts with those little rituals. You know, the reason why you fall into a depression or sadness or like shit hits the fan in that moment you're like yo i'm gonna let this consume me Mm. and just like fuck me up or Mm. you're gonna do the work because i had heard um shout out to casey neistat i love like the videos he makes on youtube and he had said one time um happy people work really fucking hard (laughs) Because the like to be a happy person in this world, it takes a fuck ton of work. Mm-hmm. If you're smiling and you're glowing and you're radiating, that's because that person has taken the time to love themselves and has taken that time from away from society, away from your fucking phone, mm-hmm. and you give yourself 30 minutes, an hour a day to just fucking sit with yourself. Mm-hmm. Do some breath work, do some meditation, do some like sound bowl healing and it's like it made me laugh because i was like fuck it is like it is work Mm -hmm. you you really do need to like 
you know, keep those like vampires away from your life. Because <laughs> there's people that are leeches. Yeah. They're just like around you, whatever. And they're always like sucking, sucking energy. And so is your TV and so is your phone. And so is your TV and all that shit. You know what I mean? Especially like now. Like, yo, where was I the other day? I think it was like, I think it was like at a Starbucks or some shit like that. And I was just like, I just went in and I was just looking at people. Like not even, like not in a weird way, but just like, I I put on my headphones and I was pretending to listen to music. I wasn't listening to music. I just put on my headphones. And I was just looking at people and they're fucking miserable. They're just like, ah, and like screaming. And why didn't you put almond milk in my coffee? And like, uh. there's all this like crazy shit and it's just chaos. And like, there's like energy happening here. And then there's people just like fucking scrolling through mm-hmm. Instagram. And it's just like madness. Mm-hmm. And you really do need to like protect yourself mm-hmm. from that. Mm-hmm. So get some fucking um shungite that's great for protection what's, what's shungite it's a stone <laughs> it's a stone it's a great stone oh okay, okay it's protection okay. and it actually um also has protection from emf waves um which is super cool um i think like all of that comes down to lack of connection so like one if you're feeling anxious depressed whatever it is you're probably not connecting with yourself you're not connecting with the earth and you're not connecting with yourself And the practice of yoga is translated to unity with the self. And yoga isn't just asana, which are poses. Yoga is a whole lifestyle. There are eight limbs to yoga. And it's ultimately the practice of connecting with yourself. And once you connect with yourself, because you always start with yourself first, then you connect with others. You know, like all that stuff happening in Starbucks, people being mad at the baristas, people on their phones and all that, like they're not connecting. You know, they're not connected to the barista they're yelling at. They're not connected to the person they're next to as they're both scrolling f- through Facebook. You know, it's like I've been there, like I scroll sometimes, like it happens. But like sometimes, like just put it down and just look at the person in front of you. If you're a customer that's mad because your fucking coffee order is wrong, just <laughs> look at the barista and see them as a person. Mm-hmm. Connect with them. See them as yourself in another vessel because ultimately you're one, one being, one entity. And like that's how you connect. But all of this shit and all this chaos is because no one's fucking connecting. It's like people got so comfortable just without connection. But that's, like, that's no way to live. And that, yeah, that's my answer to all your fucking problems. It's just to connect. <laughs> connect with yourself. Connect with others. A hundred percent. Connect with the earth. <laughs> I just see it, like, it, it trips me out, too, because, like, when, like, I've had a great day today, for example. Yes. I had a great afternoon, and I was just, like, running errands and just taking care of some things I had to. And um, it's, like, you're in a, I was, like, in a flow state. Like, I would... I was going to different places. I had to drive to a couple places to do things. And people were just looking at me like, what the fuck? Like, what did that guy do? Like, why is he smiling? Why is he talking to me? You know? And, um, and I was just laughing because I was like, you're just me. Mm-hmm. Uh. Like, you're just, dude, you're, you're not separate from me. You're not, it's, it's, in a, it's, a, it's a complete illusion mm-hmm. that when you're driving or you're serving someone, or just like a fucking stranger on the street, and you're like, yo, I like your shoes. And they look at you weird, like, it's not fucking weird. Like, that is you. Mm-hmm. 
the kid in Africa, the fucking dude that is fucking surfing right now in Bali, the <laughs> fucking crazy people, the cool people, the, the weird people, the everybody, everybody is you. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's different sides of you. Mm-hmm. And when you understand that, it kind of like opens your consciousness and you empathize with humanity. No one is at all like perfect. Nobody has it all together, right? Mm-hmm. And um that's something it's just a like a like a mind thing that I go through during the day and I'm like I don't have to judge. I don't have to have opinions over people. The most important thing is that I look at people with love unconditionally. You know? And just like we all carry trauma and we all carry our things, just like so do you, so do I. So why does it make us any different? Mm-hmm. Why does that stop stop? Why is that stopping you from like going and talking to someone that you want to talk to? Mm-hmm. You know, if I feel and I listen to this like really hard now, and when I do my meditations, I try to go in like super super deep. So like during the day, if I feel something that I need to do something, I go and I do it right away, and my soul is like, thank you, you mm-hmm. needed to do that. Like if I feel. I'll wake up in the morning or I have my phone during the day. And like, usually I did this. This is like a side note. This is like a life hack. Go to your settings. If you have an iPhone, if you have a Samsung, I don't know. Google this. But if you have an iPhone, go to like your notifications and settings and turn them all off. Mm. So, and I talked about this on the other podcast. So when you're going to check your messages or check your Instagram or check your Snapchat, that you're checking it because you want to check it. Yeah. Like no, like Noah was, he said it so beautifully. He's like, dude, isn't it nice? Maybe like an hour in the morning, an hour at night or like 30 minutes and take and just get back to people. You know, don't, obviously don't be an asshole, but like, don't just be like doing thing, doing things mind, mindlessly because mm-hmm. you're going to miss out on what the universe has for you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it'll just come to me. Like I'll be like driving. I'm like, dude, I got to call that person. I don't know why. But I feel like I need to call this person right now and I need to tell them this thing. Mm-hmm. Or like, boom, like it'll just pop up in my head. I'm like, yo, I got to text this person specifically this thing. It's like a message. It's like literally like when you order like a like a package from Amazon, that's what the universe does sometimes to me <laughs> after my meditation. It's like, yo, you got to deliver the packages. Mm-hmm. And they're just like little messages. Everybody gets a different message. But it's just like. I'll be like, yo, this person today needs love. Mm-hmm. And I'll send them the message and they'll literally text me back without me having, like, I haven't, like, talked to this person or whatever in, like, weeks or months. And I'll be like, I love you. You're amazing. And they're like, yo, that's exactly what I need to hear today. Mm-hmm. And then they'll, like, tell me about, like, oh, like, this thing happened. And this. I'm like, yo, it's, it's just amazing. It's so beautiful when you tap into that awareness. Mm-hmm. Because the universe, like all the time is always guiding you Mm -hmm. if you just listen like even in the bible it says that in the bible like in the stillness you will find me when you are still and you have those moments of awareness the universe every car every person every conversation every song it's so subtle Mm -hmm. and you think that it's just like oh like you walk into a restaurant and like that person you had seen them before like a couple months ago 
and there's a certain music playing mm-hmm. and da, da, da. it's all divine mm-hmm. it's all this beautiful thing aligning you to where mm-hmm. you have to go and you're exactly where you need to be mm-hmm. and what you're doing with that is that you're channeling so you have this we have the akashic records the universal library the collective consciousness whatever you want to call it and what we're doing is like you said, like tapping it, and you start to channel that divine wisdom that's in these records. And so when you do get those messages, like you got to text this person, you got to do this, like it's your intuition that you're channeling from the universe that is ultimately your soul mission. Your, I mean, all of our soul missions is really just to spread love, spread healing, and spread peace, you know? And so like when you tap in and once you surrender to your mission, then you're constantly going to be channeling what you're supposed to be doing for that mission. And so that's why it's so good. Like, and that's why you're getting it when you're meditating, especially, or like afterwards, because you tap in and it's like, all right, now here's what you got to do. <laughs> like, you're literally a channel. You're a vessel for healing and for love. And the more and more you just open up and you get rid of those blockages in your channel, it's just going to keep flowing and keep flowing. And that's all you're going to be doing. Everything that you do is going to be a part of your mission of spreading love. Um, and all you have to do is tap in. It's not hard. It's really easy. <laughs> a lot of people don't know that. <laughs> I, I see it like... Um, whatever, like whatever you believe in, right? Like Buddha, Jesus, whatever you believe in. At the end of the day, it's all the same. Mm-hmm. It's one consciousness. It's mm-hmm. one God. It's all the same thing. As much as you want to run and hide and like, ah, and kick and scream, there is only one thing, and you came from that one thing. It doesn't matter what the fuck you call it. Water is going to be wet regardless if you call it John, if you call it Steve. Water is fucking water. It's wet. Call it whatever the fuck you want. And like, there is that energy, and humanity is just a vessel. For the universe to explore itself. Fuck yeah. To get conscious about something. To experience something. Like I was just looking at the sticker on your phone. And it says life is a trip. Life is a trip. Mm -hmm. Life is a journey. And it's all about the journey. The journey is the whole thing. (laughs) If you're waiting to climb up to the mountain. You're missing the whole fucking point of life. Like. Bro. The most beautiful thing. And the power is right now. All of your power is in this moment. Mm. It's not about making all that money. It's not about the relationship. It's not about getting things or having things or being with that person you've always wanted to be or getting that job. Nothing in this universe will ever fulfill you. Ever. Because you're putting something in a thing that you think that you can Mm. get. And when you get that thing, what's next? You're just going to keep getting things until you fucking die? You're just... You're chasing like fucking, it's like Fugazi. You're just chasing like air. You're never going to get there. You're already here. Mm. And that to me was like fucking mind blowing, <laughs> you know, I not like even that. and that. That's not even because it could go like people could take that in like the wrong way. And like it can get negative really fast. But I see it as a positive thing. If you enjoy the fucking journey. I guarantee you, you're, you're going to be so much happier because you're going to live your life enjoying the journey. Mm-hmm. 
And when it's time for you to go, it's time for you to go. It's time for you to check out, go back to the universe, go back to consciousness and do it all over again in another vessel, in another human. And when you know that, it's like you're free to do everything that you're supposed to do. And I believe this 100% even more every day that every single fucking human being has a purpose. There are no mistakes in the universe and everything is divine in this experience. So right now, you're listening and you might feel a little bit lost or you might know your purpose or you might or you're fucking confused. But I totally like recommend or like just, you know, take it or leave it to explore that thing. Mm -hmm. Because everybody has that thing that they love and they're like, no, there's not enough money in it Mm -hmm. or it's saturated. But this is your power. The power is that there is only one you in the entire fucking universe that is exactly like you that talks like you that walks like you that thinks like you that went through the experiences like you in your way and obviously there's like to even think about this there's like trillions and billions of combinations of dna that had to like go through and they (laughs) died off and survived and you came as this vessel Mm -hmm. that to me is like fucking Mm mind-blowing And that alone, whether you know your purpose or not, just shows you how much of a miracle life is and what a miracle each individual is. And so if you feel like you're purposeless and you feel like there's no reason that you're here, just remember, like, if you weren't supposed to be here, you wouldn't be. And, like, Mm. there's something specific for you to bring to the table, to bring to this planet for healing. Just find what it is. Like you said, it's your passion. That's usually what it is. Is whatever you want to do. <laughs> whatever you want to do, do it. And then you'll see how it's fucking great for the universe. A lot of people are like, I don't know what my passion is. Like, okay, just start Maybe you need to fucking listen. with stuff. Oof, true. Stop talking. <laughs> Stop thinking so much. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> just ask. You're always going to get an answer if you just ask. Always. So many people don't ask. <laughs> oh, I'm confused. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah, ask your guides. Whether you believe in guides or not, then just ask whatever. And just say, what am I supposed to do? You'll get your answer, I promise. <laughs> it's like, I love this thing that like Mother Teresa, I think, I think it was Mother Teresa. And she was like, no one is that like unabundant like lack of that they have nothing to give Mm. even the person on the street right now has something to give to the wealthiest person in the world to anybody everybody has something to give it could be a smile it can be a hug (laughs) it could be a letter it could be a message it could be a poem it could be a song like, we are abundant beings by nature. And everybody need like, right now, like, just take a second of, like, awareness and realize that you are fucking powerful and you are abundant. And that everybody in this fucking universe has something to give. And the most beautiful thing about life is that, ironically, giving is the most beautiful thing you can do in this world. But it's almost the the most selfish thing in the world because it makes you feel amazing when you give (laughs) just like the smallest thing it's the small like the smallest thing Mm -hmm. 
Like, dude, giving someone, like, a fucking hug. Like, just yeah. hugging a stranger. They're not a stranger. Mm-hmm. And just fucking hugging them. And just holding them. And, they, and they're holding you. Or just looking, looking at them in the eyes. Yeah. And just feeling their energy. And just being like, hey, I love you. I don't know you. But I don't <laughs> need to know you. Who the fuck ever said who, who brainwashed you to think that you need to know someone to love them? Mm-hmm. It's like this fucked up programming that they've scattered around in society that TV and movies show you that love is conditioned. Mm-hmm. And selfish. When actual, abundant, real, universe God love is the unconditional love. Mm-hmm. It's the purest form. That it'll, that energy, that entity will always love you no matter what. Flawed or not flawed. Mm-hmm. It's just love. It's pure love. When you do these like plant medicines or people go to Peru and and they do ayahuasca and they have all these experiences and shit, at the end of the day, it's love. Mm -hmm. And the only person that like made that person suffer is you. (laughs) And it's trippy to even think about that. Like, I know this sounds a little crazy, but like in a way, you're the only person that will ever exist. You're the only person that will ever have yourself from the day that you're born, from the day that you die. You only have yourself, ever. Mm-hmm. And... So you better fucking love yourself. Exactly. Does everybody hear that? Love yourself. You are not going to get shit done in this world, in this lifetime. If you stop, if you don't stop beating around the bush mm-hmm. and just fucking love yourself. Mm-hmm. I don't care what you look like. I don't care what you're doing. Mm-hmm. I don't care where you came from. Mm-hmm. Just show yourself some fucking unconditional love. Just do it. Forgive yourself. Forgive yourself, Forgive bro. yourself. Forgive yourself for <laughs> thinking those things about yourself. Forgive your, yourself of having those, those thoughts that don't serve you. You know, like I was having a conversation with my dad the other day and it was like, it doesn't matter what the fuck you believe as long as it fucking it empowers you. Mm. Step into your power. Step into your fucking power. Doesn't matter what you believe, but make sure that those thoughts that every day you're priming that. Mm. You're priming. It's called priming. You're priming yourself when you read good books, good fucking books. Mm-hmm. Books that will help you to be better, to feel better. To understand people, to understand the world, to understand spirituality. When you're expanding your consciousness, Mm -hmm. when you're reading, when you're meditating, when you're connecting with the divine, I guarantee you that you're going to feel better and better and better and better. Because it's either an upward spiral or a downward (laughs) spiral. That's life. (laughs) And you either get worse or you get better. And focus on your growth. Like... You know, you're saying to forgive yourself and so many times in our minds we get stuck in like, I wish I did this differently, I, I can't believe I did that, all this stuff. Like, just see it as a growing experience. Yeah, you're upset that you did that, well then don't do that in the future. <laughs> like, just Move grow on. from it, grow from everything. Only read books that help you grow. Like, I don't want to bash on any books because I think reading's awesome, but sometimes I don't get it when people, like, spend a lot of time reading things that, like, 
don't exactly expand their consciousness and like teach them things. I mean, everything is ultimately the guru, so you can learn from any book. But like, at least personally, like the only things I really care to read are things that I know are going to help me grow. Um, everything that you do should be about growth. Everyone that you talk to, it should be about your growth. It should be about their growth. Just continue to evolve and move forward. Accept change, surrender your control, and just grow from everything that happens to you. Like, it's a classic phrase, but grow through what you go through. You know, we're Mm. all experiencing life, and we all are dealing with a lot of crazy shit. Can you say that again? Yeah. (laughs) Grow through what you go through. And when you focus on growth, like, you can't, like, you can't even be mad at anything at that point. You can't be mad at anyone. You can't be mad at any situation. Because it's just like, oh, I'm growing. That's all that matters. (laughs) Like, next. (laughs) is so powerful (laughs) even today like it was it was a very emotional day like today and just mixes of emotions and um I was with my dad and like I felt I felt like something was coming like an emotion mm-hmm. like I was like fuck I'm gonna cry I just felt it I like saw it from like a mile away mm-hmm. I don't know what he was gonna say but um basically what happened um and I really want everybody to please like pay attention and just become aware for one second <coughs> and so like he stops me and a couple of days maybe like two or three days ago um my older brother, I have an older brother, not a lot of people know that. And he lives in Costa Rica. And um, he started showing me these pictures of my brother, my older brother, he lives in Costa Rica, his name is JJ. I love him very much. And he starts showing me these pictures on his phone. And he had gone with these uh, group of friends. And uh, they had they took two cars and they drove up to this volcano and um fucking these pictures like beautiful i'm going to actually like show them to you like after this and um like they woke up like super early like it was like 4:30 like 5 in the morning and they like drove up to the volcano to see the sunset beautiful it was amazing it was like it literally, you're watching this thing and you're like, yo, the, these people are like in heaven. Like, that's what it looks like. Heaven is on earth. <laughs> Sorry, go on. <laughs> and they're so high up in the mountain that they're over the clouds. Uh... And the sky is like pink and orange and it's just, it's out of this world. And so he's showing me these pictures and I'm like, wow, this is great. This is beautiful, right? Like, where could this go? And so he's showing me the pictures, keep showing me pictures, whatever. And he said, everything was great. And then after they took some pictures, um, they, you know, they got their stuff. They had taken like this professional photographer um, to take pictures of them and just, you know, just like vibe out or whatever. And they were driving back home. And basically my brother was in the, in the back car. Uh, with some other friends and then in the front car there was another group of friends 
And so they were just driving. Everything was great. Everything was normal. And literally like in a split second, the driver for some crazy reason got distracted, lost control, went off of a cliff and the car like fucking flew up in the air and just rolled and rolled and rolled and it fucking, it was just getting destroyed. And obviously the car in the back, they stopped and like they stopped and all they could hear in the car was like, we're not going to die. We're not going to die. We're not going to. And it was fucking crazy because he was seeing these people like spin in the air and there was blood everywhere and the car was getting destroyed and it like hit a tree and then it kept rolling and rolling and rolling. And he's seeing all this shit and he was like literally in shock. Like it was, it was literally in a split second that he lost control and fucking just went off the, the cliff. And I'm talking like it's a fucking cliff. Like imagine a metal machine, a car going off of a cliff. And so anyways, this, they're like in the middle of nowhere. There's no phone service. There's no nothing. Ugh. And this car is like fucked up. They don't, he doesn't know if all these people are like alive, mm-hmm. but the car is like fucked up all the way, like in a ditch, like off the cliff. And they're like, we're alive. We're alive. Wow. All of us are alive. And obviously, like, they're all covered in blood. The car, like, I'm going to show you the, the pictures. It's fucking terrifying. And um, my dad's, like, telling me this. And I'm just fucking, I start fucking bawling. Like, fucking crying my eyes out. Like, just, just fucking waterfalls. Yeah. And just crying. Because I'm like, dude, that could have been my brother. Mm-hmm. That could have been my fucking brother. And he was literally driving right behind them if you would have gone in the other fucking car like who knows what what the fuck would have happened but anyways the car everybody survived they were like really fucked up all of them survived it doesn't make any sense that all of them survived there's no reason for any of them how the car like you're gonna see the car the car is like it doesn't look like a car Mm -hmm. it looks like pieces of metal with branches and trees and dirt and rocks it doesn't make any sense that anybody survived. All the five people, just one guy broke like two ribs. Wow. And I'm just fucking like sitting there and I'm just crying with my dad. And then he starts fucking crying. And then I'm just like, fuck. Life is so fucking precious. So fucking precious. You have no fucking idea when you're going to go because it, in two seconds, you could just be gone forever. Just, just check so the fuck good. out. And um, anyways, long story short, they're in the middle of nowhere. And so like they fucking drive maybe like miles to fucking find phone service and then to call an ambulance. And then the ambulance is like in the middle of that's in the middle of fucking nowhere. So you have to drive far, call someone, call an ambulance and then fucking the entire town in the middle of no fucking, like, the entire fucking town was, like, throwing ropes at the car and throwing ropes at them and, like, pulling wow. them up and, like, healing all the blood and wow. cleaning them up. All these, The entire town came down to help them. Wow. And I was just like, what the fuck? Like, the trauma, what they saw... And then fucking my, my brother hearing them in the car just being like, no, we're not going to die. We're not going to die. Because it's just like there's so much. You don't, shit happens so fast in that moment of adrenaline 
that you don't know what the fuck is going on. Mm-hmm. It's just happening. Mm-hmm. And just like imagine seeing blood all over a car and like fucking people mm-hmm. flying everywhere. And there was a moment that my dad had told me that one of the guys told him that when they were flipping the air with the car, his legs like slipped out for a second oh my because God. the people in the back weren't wearing seatbelts. And he said, like, in a matter of two seconds, when they were in the fucking air, like, the car was getting destroyed, he, like, fucking put his legs in. Wow. Like, in a matter of, like, seconds. If he wouldn't have done that, he probably would have, like, fucking fucked up his legs. legs. Yeah. Wow. And I'm just like, fuck, I'm just, like, taking all that in. And it just fucking humbled me. Mm -hmm. And I don't say that to, like, scare anybody or, like, put them in in a weird vibe or, like, in a mood, but. It's a wake up call. It's a fucking wake-up call. You know what I mean? Like, it's... Like I said to my dad, it's like, that's divine intervention. Mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck what you think. Like, that's mm-hmm. divine intervention. That, like, that's the universe. Like, the first thing... One of the first things I even thought was like, what the fuck is going, in, going on in their lives? To those five people that the universe like, yo, this is going to happen today. We're going to fucking shake your ground. I'm not going to kill you. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move some things. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make you feel some things. Mm -hmm. Imagine how much growth is going to come out of that situation for every single person. Oh my God. You know what I mean? And I was just like, I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine. I'm like, eventually, I hope I get to like meet these people and have them on the podcast and talk to them about their whole experience because they could probably describe it way better. But dude, all of them are fine. All of them are alive. Amazing. So beautiful. Like, you don't have to fucking, I always say this, you don't have to fucking almost die to start living. <laughs> start living right now. Now, dude, now. Right so you don't need now. the wake-up call. You don't need it because I feel like if you have, when you have, like, everybody has that purpose. And you know deep down, like, once you, you know what it is, there is no hiding from it. Like, the universe, I think, your higher self will make that thing possible and real for you. And if you don't pay attention, something's going to happen to you. You know what I mean? It's going to be like, yo, wake the fuck up. You have a mission here. Don't fuck with the mission. (laughs) You have a mission. You know what I mean? Tell me about India. (laughs) 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 It's actually cool because I was thinking about India when you're talking about the sunrise because... I got to watch the sunrise over, like, the Himalayan mountains, and that was wild. (laughs) So you went to India by yourself. So, yeah. (laughs) Wow. Um, I went to get my um, 200-hour yoga teaching certification. Um, The cool thing about that, the way that the universe brought me into this, was that I was at this farmer's market talking to this lady at a booth, and she's like, you know, we t- we're talking about yoga and stuff. And she's like, oh, I would love for you to come to my school. It's in Cape Coral, you know, become a yoga teacher and all this. And I was like, yeah, yeah. Because, like, I don't know. Like, I'd known I wanted to be a teacher for a while. But no no places were calling to me. Um, and I knew it was a lot of money and all that. Um, and then she was like, yeah, like, I got my certification in India. And I was like, what? <laughs> She's like, she was just like talking a little bit about her experience. And I was like, dude, that's awesome. And so when I went home, I'm like, wait, I don't have to go to a school here. Like if she can go to India, I can go to India. I look it up and dude, with the school tuition 
and the plane ticket, it's cheaper than schools here. And when you, most of the time when you go to get your certification in the States, you're probably doing it on weekends for a few months, you know, it's like here and there and all that. Like you're not like fully committed. Yeah. Like in India, dude, it is six days a week. Like you were doing classes all day. Um, and I knew that's what I needed. And, you know, I'd already had this pull to India, you know, as I'd been learning more about Eastern religions and philosophies and, you know, getting more into yoga myself. And I just like, once I was looking at these schools, I was like, I have to do this. I know for a fact I have to do this. So I made it happen. And that's a testimony right there. Anything you want to do, you can make happen. Um, yes. <laughs> um, so, you know, I, I wanted to go alone. Um, cool thing about it is that my good friend Joey, who knows uh, Michael and Noah and Kristen really well, um, he had like visited, he lives in Tennessee now, and he was visiting Florida, and he was like really casually talking about how he's going to go to yoga school. I'm like, oh, that's sweet. He was like, yeah, I'm going to go to Rishikesh, India for it. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, when are you going? And he was like, April. And I'm like, I'm going to Rishikesh for my yoga certification in April. He's like, what? So two different schools, but that was super cool because like even though I had gone there alone, we got to meet up like three or four times. So it's like I still had like that piece of home there. And it was cool because it's like we were like growing together and experiencing it together. Um, but yeah, I knew I had to do it alone. Um, so I go obviously get culture shock i mean i've been to another country that's really poor before you know third world country um but this was just a lot a lot different than i was expecting um and honestly like there are a lot of things that were disappointments um you know humanity is greedy unfortunately and so i was noticing how a lot of things about the hindu culture that i at least held sacred that I thought was sacred were being exploited for money and so like that was really disappointing for me um but through any disappointments that I had there it really taught me you know just the balance of everything there's so much divine ancient wisdom in those mountains like specifically where I was like Rishikesh is the birthplace of yoga um and So it just taught me balance and it taught me how to like be able to shut all of those things out and really dive in deep and dig up that divine energy that was there. Um, I met a lot of beautiful people. I mean, the cool thing about Rishikesh is that there are a lot of yoga schools and a lot of things like that. So there are a ton of international people. So not only are you experiencing Hindu culture, um, but you're getting all this huge melting pot of cultures and nationalities and so beautiful just got to meet so many amazing people um and i I obviously like learned a lot (laughs) um learned a lot about yoga as a philosophy and a lifestyle learned a lot about my practice um, learned how to teach and all that um but one thing that was really really big for me is that a shit ton of stuff that i needed healing for surfaced and that's not super easy. Um, (laughs) 
especially when you're alone. Mm. <laughs> and yeah, like I could FaceTime people and call people and text people, but like you're fucking alone out there. Um, and like I'm already not a super open person. Um, and so even though I was like connecting with other people and making these like really awesome friendships, I didn't really want to like go to anyone and be like, this is my shit. So it's just like, all right, you're going to learn how to fucking process shit alone, which I've never really been good at. Um, and so that was, it was tough, but it was really, really beautiful. Ultimately, um, I did have a day that I just took off. Like I just... I didn't go to my classes and I was like, I just need to fucking go off into the city on my own. And I just like went to multiple cafes, just like it was such beautiful views, such beautiful nature there. Um, we're literally on the Holy River, the Holy Ganga River. Um, so just being able to like connect with the river connect with the mountains like I just took a day to just like be on my own and connect and that was honestly one of the best days there um I did like a ton of journaling and just like um introspection a lot of meditating um and the funny thing is that like I didn't even really heal from many of those things on that trip um but now that it's been a few months since then I see it as like you know, those things were supposed to surface at that time. So then later, like the healing could actually happen. Um, as I see it in my journey as a whole. Um, okay, well, I'll kind of explain something um, that's connected to it. Um, in paganism, there is this thing called sabbats, And they go along with the seasons. Um, but instead of four, there are eight. And so... Right before I left for India, um, not only was it the Libra full moon, but it was the beginning of the Ostara Sabbath, which is um, the spring equinox. And um, and so that Sabbath is all about, is all about like growth. Like the way I like to see myself in that period of time was like a little seed under the soil. And the entire time I was in India, I was just getting like so many nutrients, like still under the soil, but just getting all of these nutrients, soaking in so much wisdom um, and just gathering all of these things that I need for my personal mission. Um, and then the cool thing is that <laughs> literally, so Ostars started, um, actually that's the, that's the second spring um, Sabbath, but that doesn't really matter. Um, so stars started right when I left and then the next Sabbath Beltane started right when I got back. So I sent, I spent this entire Sabbath in this one place doing this one specific thing. And the cool thing about Beltane, it's like when you actually sprout out of the ground. So you're a seed and then you sprout. And then that's kind of like when you can just like bask in the sun and just like acknowledge your growth and just kind of like have a lot of joy um and a lot of like rest but that's the thing about the Ostara Sabbath is that you need to be doing all of this work so you can eventually sprout out of the soil so that's ultimately what I was doing um I actually did a ton of energy work that I didn't even realize I was doing until I got back like I got back and my fucking third eye was like <laughs> like it was crazy and I was like oh 
I didn't realize, like, but it makes sense. We were doing so much shit with our third eyes during classes and everything, and I was meditating a ton and all that. Um, I learned so much more about the chakras. Like, I, um, I already, you know, knew a ton about the chakras, but I really deeply started to understand all of them and how they all work and correlate with everything that's going on in life. Um, but yeah, it it was so fucking beautiful. Like, like I said, it was very balanced with a lot of things, but I just felt so myself, so purely myself. Everyone I was meeting didn't know me, you know? And so it's like, I just fully put who I am on the forefront, just try to be as genuine and authentic so I could just really experience it to the fullest. Honestly, one of my favorite things to do there was just like buy some bananas and go feed cows (laughs) like something that was so simple that was like ended up being almost like a ritual for me it was just so sweet because like um you know we all believe that cows are sacred in the hindu culture um which they technically are but they're not like treated super well um you know a lot of people just like don't want them in front of their store so they like hit them to move and all that shit and so like so many times I would see that and then I would like go to the cow and just be gentle show the cow some love, feed it, you know, all that. Um, later, one of my yoga teachers told me that, like, in Hindu culture, it's really good karma to feed animals, to feed fish. Um, so that was cool because I was like, oh, I was already doing it. Um, but, yeah, so, like, the, it's those simple, those really simple moments that actually meant everything to me. Um, the Watching the sunrise over the Himalayas was crazy because where we we were at, it was like, oh, like, Nepal's right over there, and China's, like, right over there, you know, and then we were just, like, in this, like, center place of these different countries, but, like, it was just, like, there, there wasn't actually any separation, you know, most borders don't actually, like, have walls or anything, so it's, like, yeah, there are technically borders there, but it's all one fucking thing, it's all one planet, like, the Himalayan mountains, it's so much more than these boundaries and these names for the mountains and all that. Um, but honestly, to get real, like the most profound experience I had was after I got my yoga certification and graduated and I had a few days to kill. And I went to this ashram and it was definitely divine intervention the way that I got there because... Um, What's an ashram? Ashram is like just somewhere you can stay. Um, it's usually uh, centered around yoga or meditation. Um, just a place people go to zen out, basically. <laughs> um, and so I knew like school had ended and I wasn't able to stay at that hotel any longer. Um, and so I was like, I literally had to find somewhere to go. My one friend was like, I'm going to Dharamsala. Do you want to go with me? And I'm like, oh, like that's a lot of traveling. I only have a few days, you know. I was like, I don't know what to do. And one of my friends, she had like known this yogi that um that lives on this eco ashram. And so she was telling me about it. So I was like looking it up. And um you can actually volunteer there, like just to like cook, do laundry, tend to the garden, you know, if they have any construction projects, you would help them with that. Um, you can volunteer there and stay there for free. Um, which is super fucking cool. All of their, like, the um, little bungalows that we stayed in, those were all made from the stones in the mountain, so very 
um, environmentally sustainable. Um, there was one building that they just took plastic bags filled with dirt to create the walls and they put plaster over it. Um, another building was just like cans and bottles that they used to build it and put plaster over it. And it's like these really like simple but beautiful buildings. Um, and so, you know, I'm looking at that. I get the WhatsApp for the yogi and I'm like messaging him about it. And he's like, okay, like, you know, since you're only going to stay for a couple nights, like you can't really volunteer here, but like this is our um, rate, you know, if you're comfortable doing that and all that. So I'm like, I'm feeling really good about this. I just couldn't decide. And he was like, like, he's like, I never really let people come this short notice. So if you're going to come, you have to decide right now. I was like, okay, I'm coming. So like, I was like, okay, find a fucking taxi, all this shit. Um, and so it's still in Rishikesh, but it's like an hour outside of the city and it's just like, just in the fucking mountains. Um, and it took me an over, over an hour to get there. And, um, like we even got like lost and all this shit, but you know, I was just soaking in the experience. Um, and driving through the Himalaya mountains is absolutely breathtaking. The cool thing was that while I was driving there, almost all I was thinking about was Shiva, which is a Hindu deity. Um, and I just created a much deeper connection to Shiva throughout my entire course. You know, we had done different meditations with him and, you know, I was just really starting to understand Shiva and like his place in my life. So that's like all I was thinking about on the way there. And I don't know much about this ashram at all. And then we finally get to it and there's a picture of Shiva at the gate. And I'm like, hmm, that's interesting. <laughs> And then we actually get up there and it's like this beautiful property. Like I thought I was fucking like in a dream or in heaven. It was just so beautiful and so simple. Um, And then the like yogi comes out like in his fucking white robes and he's just like, what's up? You know? All like zened out. (laughs) Yeah, super zened out. He's like, okay, you know, everyone that comes here, we first go to the fire circle and we meditate. I was like, that sounds dope. So we get to the fire circle, there's this beautiful little zen garden with like a little bridge over a pond, just like so fucking tranquil and amazing. And I'm already starting to feel some vibrations because I'm just like, I'm supposed to be here. Like this isn't just like, oh, I found this ashram, like I'm supposed to be here. I get to the fire circle and Shiva's trident is there. And I was just like, fuck, like, I don't know, like it like hit me when I saw that and I just like felt Shiva like I just like (laughs) and and so we sit down and I'm like already kind of shaky from his vibration and everything and um his name's Amit and Amit's like yeah so we're a Shiva based ashram and I'm like fucking cool and then he's like this is actually the mountain that Shiva meditated on for 60,000 years and I was like "Mm -hmm, mm-hmm mm-hmm cool (laughs) um and he's like you know, right over there um, is Trident Mountain, and you see that little, like, um, W right there? That's supposed to be Shiva's Trident, and the sun rises over it. And I'm like, crazy, cool. Um, and the cool thing was that uh, before I got to India, I'd gotten a reading that I was going to be meeting this um, older man, and um, that was going to, like, give me a lot of wisdom. And I was, like, thinking, okay, I'll probably meet my guru in India. Like, that's what that means. And so when I was going to go to this ashram, I'm like, my guru's probably there. Like, that's probably it. And then we're sitting at the fire circle, 
And he's like, so there's no guru at this ashram. We recognize that we all have the guru within us. And it was like, like once again, it was like, I'm the fucking guru. I didn't need to go find a guru. The guru is within me. So like that was just like really hit me because it was like, wow, I thought I was on the search for my guru and I found it, but it's me. Um, and like, so I was like, okay, like let's meditate. And so we're like meditating and oh my God, like Shiva is just like in my fucking face. Like, and if you know anything about Shiva, he like embodies the Kundalini energy. He's the deity of destruction. Like he just has so much power. He's the, he's the Maha Yogi, the great Yogi, the one, you know, he's supposed to have like invented Yogi, yoga. Um, so it's just like this really intense, powerful, beautiful Shiva meditation. And I had just gotten this mala with Radruksha beads. And I didn't even know they were Radruksha beads. I thought they were Bodhi beads. And Bodhi seeds are from the Bodhi tree, which uh, Siddhartha Buddha um, meditated under. Radruksha seeds are from the Radruksha tree, which is Shiva's tree. So I got in this mala thinking it was Bodhi seeds, and then he later tells me they're actually Radhuksha seeds, and I was like, that's fucking crazy. So then I start, like, doing this mantra with my mala, which is a Shiva mantra, and I just start fucking crying because I just never felt so aligned and felt so in the right place at the right time before. And just, like, divine orchestration was just, like, all around me. And it was one of the most profound experiences of my life. Um, Like, just that moment alone, sitting there in that fire circle. Um, And and then, like, he's like, okay, like, we're going to finish up, like, getting your bungalow ready. But you can stay here and meditate longer. Like, right when he leaves and I get back into meditation, I'm just fucking crying again. And I'm just, like, so emotional. But, like, the beautiful thing about emotions is that, like, you're just expressing yourself. And you're just opening yourself up. So, like, as I was crying, I could feel my heart chakra opening. And I could feel my root chakra grounding into the ground. My crown chakra was going fucking crazy. It was just so much beautiful energy. It was so divine. Um, And then, like, that's not even, like, the craziest thing. Um, So, in a lot of Hindu traditions, um, Shiva's quote-unquote wife is a deity called Durga and Durga is a warrior goddess and she creates this other goddess called Kali and she's the divine mother and the crazy thing Kali's the one with the tongue out and the fucking heads around her neck it's like ah you know like fucking metal as hell um and so I have already like had a connection with Kali before and you know I'm dealing with the Shiva connection and all that and then I see this dog there, you know, I'm like, you know, getting the tour and everything. And this dog comes up, this really beautiful dog. And like, oh, like this dog, um, you know, the other day we were in town shopping, you know, getting groceries and this dog followed us back, but we have a cat. So we're like, we can't keep the dog. So we take the dog like almost an hour away from the ashram, drop it off. It's just a stray, you know, they just drop it off somewhere, go back to the ashram hours later and this is the day before I got there this dog comes back just walks back up and they're like how the fuck did it know how to get back here like that's impossible and then they tell me that they named her Kali and I'm like fuck 
And I, I didn't tell them this, but I'm just like, this dog is here for me. Like, this is the reason the dog is here. Because I'm here, <laughs> like, clearly. Um, <laughs> and the entire time I was there, that dog was, like, right by my side. Like, I would open the door. It was on, like, my doorstep. Like, I would go anywhere. She would follow me. You know, I wanted to do some karma yoga at the ashram so like I gave her a bath fed her all this stuff like we were best buddies the whole time you know most of the day we just have downtime where we're not really doing anything and so I would just go walk around anywhere I could and she would just she was my fucking buddy like my little adventure buddy and the cool thing is that like she's a stray she doesn't have any training but she listened so well like anything I said you know like oh Polly like come here or like like, chill out, like, you know, whatever it was, like, she always listened to me, and, like, that on its own just shows us, like, we don't need to train dogs, like, you just have to connect with it, and they're gonna know what to do, um, there were even, like, these, like, donkeys that, like, randomly, like, ran up to me, like, out of nowhere, I got, we're on the fucking, on a fucking mountain out of nowhere, and these donkeys just, like, run up to say hi, basically, like Kali like ran over there but I'm like oh don't spook them Kali and she just stops and I'm like all right thanks like it was just so beautiful just every single thing about that ashram everything that I did was so divine and so aligned with everything um and it was just like the perfect opportunity for me to like decompress and like actually process everything that I've learned because like when you're in it like you're just getting all this information and you're growing and all this stuff but like afterward is when he does need to like relax and take it all in like I mean I didn't have service anyway but I mean most most of the trip I wasn't really like using my phone much um so I would just like leave my phone in my room I mean sometimes I took it for pictures but like I would just explore during the day and like so many times it's such a beautiful view too because like I said it's on top of a mountain so on one side of it you can see the entire city of Rishikesh which is amazing and on the other side it's just fucking mountains and I mean I can show you pictures too um and I like just for hours I would walk around and then I would just go sit somewhere (laughs) and just like look at the view and just connect it was just so simple and so beautiful and so deep and I just remember like You know, like I said, I was just processing my entire trip. And, you know, there were disappointments and there were frustrations, like anything. But it was just like, damn, I'm gonna fucking miss this place. Like, this feels like home. And I'm about to go back to the fucking United States. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) Like, but it was perfect. All of it was perfect. And I'm gonna go back one day so I can actually, like, volunteer there, like, stay there for months. Like, it's easy as hell, dude. You just get a visa, like, try to get, like, a six-month visa, and then you have to buy a plane ticket, and then you can go stay somewhere for free for however you, long you want. Like, what? So I'm definitely going to be going back. Um, and, like, when I, when I had to, like, actually leave, um, Amit had a motorcycle, and it was, like, the only way we could get back to the city. So my first time riding on a motorcycle was in the fucking Himalayan mountains, like, with this, like, yogi. And, oh like, the entire God. time we're just, like, talking about, like, our soul missions and, like, all this shit. It was just so divine and so beautiful. Um, yeah. That, like, that alone, that ashram, I could probably say it was, like, the best experience of my life. Like, the most beautiful, divine experience of my life. 
Yeah, shit. If, if people if people want to like sign up for this, um, is there like a website or is there like a company that brings people over to like India that people can go and like just check out? Like maybe people like dudes or girls that are interested that want to go. Is there like a website people can check out? So I mean, if you want to get your yoga certification, um, teaching certification in India, first of all. I suggest to anyone that wants to be a teacher to go to India because, like I said, it's cheaper and I think it's a lot better because, um, obviously, it's the birthplace of India or of yoga, you know, all that. Um, so if you're going for your teaching certification, um, just go on the Yoga Alliance website and you're just going to get a list of schools. Um, definitely do as much research as you can and get as many reviews as you can because even though I loved my school and I loved my teachers, um, there were some things that were big disappointments. Um, and so I would just definitely say like, look at the reviews, um, but just like trust that like whatever school you pick is the right one for you. Um, so yeah, if you're trying to do that, that's all you got to do. You can literally Google yoga Alliance, um, or even just look up yoga schools in Rishikesh if you want. Um, my friend went to Dharamsala for um, a volunteering program. So, I mean, I'm pretty sure that program is called Love Volunteers. Um, so, if you're trying to volunteer somewhere in um, India, I would suggest going through them. She had a really, really good experience. Um, I mean, if you're trying to just fucking explore, like, just get a plane ticket. <laughs> like, and then get a taxi and then go wherever you want. <laughs> like, it's just... It's really easy to travel um, in the East anyway. Um, but yeah, like it's, it's not nearly as dangerous as everyone says. You know, obviously being a 21-year-old little white girl, like everyone before I left was like, oh, that's so dangerous. Like you're not going to be safe, all that. Like, dude, it's fucking dangerous in the States. Like, are you serious? Like sex trafficking is huge, especially in Florida. Um, so like, don't let fear hold you back for sure. Um, and just find what you want to do and go for it. Like I suggest if you don't want to volunteer, you don't want to do school or anything, I would probably just like look into different ashrams. Um, there's this really cool Osho ashram I was going to go to, didn't end up going to, um, my friend went there, she loved it. Um, the one that I went to, if anyone's interested, it's called Rishikesh Yoga Ashram. But yoga and ashram are kind of like one word. So it's like yogashram. <laughs> um, or you could just look up like Rishikesh Eco Ashram. I'm pretty sure it'll pop up. That one's amazing, clearly. Um, but yeah, it's really simple. Like the ticket is honestly the most expensive thing. Like I definitely suggest um, having enough room in your luggage to buy things. I suggest bring almost nothing. Like even clothes. Like maybe bring like one or two outfits. Because you're definitely going to want to buy stuff there. Shit is fucking cheap. So dirt cheap. Um, like, harem pants that we get here for $35 are like $5 over there. <laughs> like, so... Right on. Yeah, so pack super lightly. Make sure you have room um, to buy shit. Um, and just, just go with the fucking flow, honestly. Like, and that's for traveling and that's for everything. Like, just flow it out. You're going to meet so many beautiful people. You're going to have so many beautiful experiences. You know, don't put expectations on it and just, like, let whatever happen, happen. Yeah. <laughs> who is this um, ex Who is this experience for? Is it for everybody? Is it for someone specifically? Um, who, who is this? Um... 
these like seminars and these retreats and these classes for? If you are interested in Eastern philosophy, Eastern religion, Hindu culture, you have to go to India. <laughs> if you do yoga, like seriously, you have to go to India. Like the energy there, like I said, there's divine ancient wisdom that's held in those mountains. It's necessary to connect to that if you are in this realm like I am. Um, I wouldn't say it's for everybody. Um, a lot of people are racist against Indians. Um, and if you go there, you're probably, and you're already like prejudiced against Indians, it's probably not going to help because like, yeah, they don't have, like manners aren't the same to them. So like you have to get used to like people not being polite. You know, like here, it's like we're always polite all the time. Um, you have to be used to people not being polite. Um, you have to be used to fucking cow shit everywhere. Like, you have to be used to fucking wild dogs running around. You have to be used to fucking monkeys. Those monkeys are aggressive as hell. Like, they're not cute little monkeys you can pet. Like, so it's really just like you have to be prepared to rough it, you know? But surrender. It's, yeah, surrender. Um, so if you're someone who loves air conditioning... Don't go to India. That's like the most India. important thing. Yeah. If you can't handle food poisoning, don't go to India because you will most definitely get it. Um, so, I mean, if you're, if you're a soft person, like not trying to be rude, but like if you can't handle very much, I probably wouldn't suggest India to you. Um, but if you love adventure, um, if you love the mountains... If you love Eastern culture, like, you have to go. I, I suggest it to so many people. And especially shit like that uh, eco-ashram where, like, you just work to stay somewhere. Like, that alone is such beautiful karma, you know? So, like, if you're looking to, like, get away from society, looking to just, like, get a new fulfilling experience, I would definitely suggest an ashram like that um, because I know that's something that I'll need for sure. It's huge for your growth. Yeah, if you're if you're trying to grow, go to India. <laughs> what would you say is your happiness frequency? Hey, what's um, what's the the frequency where you're the happiest? So, I'm going to give a broad answer and a specific answer. Um broad answer is just like connection dude like when I'm really connecting with myself or other people that's when I'm most most blissful um more specifically um and it's when someone else is doing sound bowls because I love doing sound bowls but when you can just like sit there or lay down and someone else is doing that that's the most blissful I've ever been because that shit fucking clears your aura, clears your energy. Like, I've had, like, angelic experiences with sound bowls. So more specifically, like, the happiest, the most blissful I can be is if I'm just, like, zenning out to crystal bowls. <laughs> Do you want to, like, play the sound bowls for, like, a minute or two? Sure. Just so people can, like, just check it out? Yeah, I mean... Just a little preface, like, it's not going to be the same as if you're here in person. Um, but yeah, I can do a little bit. And I'm telling you, like, dude, I've been playing sound bowls for a couple weeks. Like, so 
um, my good friend Lee, he actually owns these sound bowls, and he's um, in a, doing an ayahuasca retreat in Peru right now, so he let me take care of these. Um, but if you want some real-ass sound healing, when Lee gets back, dude, and he does, like, oh, he's crazy. He also, like, plays the flute and the didgeridoo. So there are times where he, like, he's, like, in between the bowls, and he has the didgeridoo, like, set up so he can play it, and he's playing both of the bowls with his hands and playing the didgeridoo. It's, it's some crazy shit. I'm like super healed out right now. I'm like super <laughs> zen out. Real quick, just to like wrap it up. Um, what are just like a couple of things that you teach people? Because um, obviously, you know, you don't fuck around. You went all the way to India to learn about <laughs> yoga and all these experiences that you learned, like very knowledgeable. You have a ton of wisdom. Mm-hmm. Um, what are like a couple of like classes and things that you do if people want to check that out and want to just like link up with you? Yeah. So, um, classes that I do, I teach yoga, um, I teach meditation, I teach breath work, um, and then I also, and I, well, I'm doing, like, chakra workshops and stuff like that as well, um, but I also read tarot, and I do energy healing, and probably my favorite of all of those is the energy healing, because, like, talk about connection, dude, like, I'm, like, channeling your guides, and I'm, like, helping you, like, release your trauma and, like, move the energy in your body, like, and it's for nothing but your healing, and so, like, that is my absolute favorite thing to do, um, and if you do follow me on Instagram and, like, my page on Facebook, 
Um, that's when I post events and um, calendars and, you know, a good way to contact me if you want to do anything one-on-one. -on -one. Like, you can go to the group classes, but, like, any of my classes we can do one-on-one -on -one as you, well. You do private sessions mm -hmm. right now. Yeah. Definitely. Very, very cool. Sweet. Um, Just one more time, if you want to just say plug in your Instagram just one more time, just so people could check you out. Sweet. Um, So, Instagram is at Buddha Nature, and that's Buddha.nat.ure, and then the Facebook is Buddha Nature. Guys, thank you so fucking much, Natalie. Mm. Thank you so fucking much thank for being you on. Thank for you, doing thank this, you, dude. thank you. It's amazing for the collective. It was, amazing. it was an honor to spend this time with you. And um, I really appreciate you just being raw, being vulnerable. Um, because this podcast is not about at all like trying to paint things or having an agenda here. The only thing, the only reason why I'm doing this is to inspire people mm. um, to face their fears, face their traumas, follow their dreams and uh, and fucking vibrate higher. <laughs> like that's the slogan that that I uh, I created for the happiness frequency. And um, I, I know Natalie wants amazing things for you. <laughs> she wants to see you grow. Yeah. So definitely hit her up, take a private <laughs> session or go to one of her classes. Um, if you're like in another state or another country, because the happiness frequency is a global podcast. Mm. It's for the world. It's for all humanity to listen to and enjoy. Um, just send her a message if you have any questions, yeah. if you have any things that, you know, you want to learn about India or you want to go to India. Uh, definitely hit her up. Um, but anyways, other than that, guys, we're going to head out. Thank you so much again for tuning in. You guys are beautiful people. Remember to stay well, stay healthy. We love you so much. And thank you again so much for tuning into the Happiness Frequency. Namaste. Namaste.